You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the cool again, stupid. Okay, welcome back to the Cooligans. Last week uh, on on Tuesday when we were live, Alexis couldn't make the show. He couldn't make it. And this time today, he also can't make it. He's not, Alexis is actually not going to be here this week, but he will be back, I promise. Uh, so we have a special guest co-host again. Uh, we, we, you know, Alexis is is a gooner, so we had to... Replace him with another gooner. Everybody, big round of applause. Give it up for Christine Kupo, everybody. <laughs> yep. Okay. Happy to join you. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm a good substitute, Alexis. It's fine. <laughs> you are. You brought the ball. You are. You brought all the soccer equipment we need to get going. I mean, if we're ready, I guess. <laughs> there it is. Uh, what's good, everybody? Welcome. Uh, some people are already in the chat and uh, they're saying, what are they saying? What's up, everyone? Hope everyone had a good weekend. Everybody had a good weekend besides Manchester United fans. OK, <laughs> so we will a lot to discuss today because the Premier League was pretty wild. Um, I, I think I thought the peak of it was going to be uh, th that Reese Nelson goal. That Reese Nelson goal that actually registered now uh officially as a mini earthquake okay yes okay that's yeah. how we read it it, it it registered as an earthquake that you know so badly that uh san jose earthquakes got upset they say there was copyright <laughs> infringement why are you taking our thing uh <laughs> but good day for gooners <laughs> so uh yes we we will talk about manchester united we will discuss uh uh the, the arsenal uh result obviously they're still uh, top of the league and obviously since we have uh christine cupo of cbs sports we will be talking some seria as well okay the best league in the world okay and i, I <laughs> and i just uh, i was i went my honeymoon was in italy so i feel well informed. Uno de noi. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you're, you're one of us, Christian. <laughs> That's it. So it's uh, <laughs> exciting. Uh, Christine, thank you so much uh, for joining me. So you don't have to hold on to the I ball might. the entire time. It might time. be like my emotional support. <laughs> this and interesting story about the ball that you are holding. It's, Kaya. It's a oh. Kaya ball. Nick Romando. Nick Romando. Nick Shouts to Nick. Nick Romando. I actually have a Kaya t-shirt. Okay. Me too. He gave me one as well. Uh, Nick Romando gave, uh, gave me that ball in Minnesota. Uh, MLS All-Star, very uh, kind, goalkeeper, legendary goalkeeper. So, you <laughs> know, like, oh, yes, my close friend. It's Nick. just <laughs> the homie Nick Romando. It's very strange that whenever you go to like, uh, I always tell people, especially with an MLS, even though this is not the MLS show, that uh, but go to any MLS like All-Star game, at least once in your life. You'll, you just meet legends that you were playing with in FIFA when you were 12, <laughs> dude. It's crazy. It's, it's very, it's, it's chill though. It is. I've just grown to accept that like all of my friends are infinitely cooler than I am. Okay. And so it's normal. 
Although I'm also building out my low-key, like, former pro roster, so that way I can potentially raise a trophy again in Sunday. Oh, sure, sure. I have have an agenda, okay? Okay, just signing up Mike (laughs) McGee. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, I love it. Uh, So what's good, everybody? Uh, Welcome to the Cooligans. It's the Cooligans, buddy. My name is Christian Polanco. I am joined by my guest co-host... Christine Cooper. There it is. Okay. See, uh, you're, you're ready sharper than Alexis is when it comes to introductions. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're excited to be here. We're obviously live on, on YouTube as well. If you listen to this podcast, we, uh, we're, we're live on Mondays and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So everybody in the chat, if there's anything that you would like us to discuss outside of this humiliating result of Manchester United, uh, please put it in the chat. Or if you have any questions for Christine, uh, feel free to do so uh, as well. I don't know. I'm trying to wonder why the the dock here in is just not disappearing in <laughs> on the on the Mac. This has never happened before. I don't want to. I, I, I don't want. I don't want to do too much IT support <laughs> while I'm. Literally doing the That's show. That's not part of the show. Uh, I thought that's like your magic trick. Uh, Del Boy just said, uh, uh, Alexis just had a glow up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. I mean, it's long overdue. I think a lot of people have been <laughs> complaining about it. I was going to wear my finest sweatsuit, but you know, <laughs> I just didn't think I could pull it off like Alexis can. Okay. Yeah. Not many can. Um, all right. Let's 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 just get into it because everybody, I think, uh, who is is... I think consuming any football content today is is either 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 suffering and needing some sort of uh, support or uh, they are like, uh, I want to watch them suffer more. You know what I mean? Like because that's what I've been doing. I'm not a Manchester United fan uh, and watching this result and which is obviously the worst result that Manchester United have ever had in Premier League history. Um, it it. it you're trying to sort of make sense of it, so you look to like other the the professional, the pundits the, who know everything. I want to see, I want to see Gary Neville, and I want to see what like you know. <laughs> I, answer for them. You weren't on the pitch, but make sense of what just happened. Uh, how have you tried to make sense of uh, of this result? I uh, one, I am relishing this absolute just meltdown <laughs> of the fan base, despite the fact that I hold. Way too many, I thought about it this morning, way too many United fans near and dear. Okay. But I still am laughing at their pain right now. You got it. It's a good time. You got it. Listen, I have suffered, okay? Like Arsenal, we have developed probably a number of pain kinks. And also <laughs> an sure, array yeah, yeah. of coping mechanisms, but mostly we just make really funny jokes. Like, Got it. Those were our character building so years. Kind of, so, so now I can like. <laughs> yeah, you're basically saying this is how Manchester United starts their like kink arc. You know, yeah. this is how they get <laughs> Listen, into. Listen, you're going to lean into it. Eventually <laughs> yeah. you're going to be like, hurt me, please. <laughs> Sign me up. What? Is there a <laughs> dominatrix? going to be like, what is happening is in there, this dress? Is room? there a dominatrix in the area? People are building red rooms yeah. uh, in their like, homes. <laughs> kick me in the shit. Um, But yeah, so I think that absolutely like top notch memeing yesterday. Right, right. Yeah, I adore that. I adore when it's not my fan base that has to suffer for the sake of 
humor. Sure, need, yeah. There was, I mean, look, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, <laughs> but uh, Alexis We've had... got, right, like Mo Salah <laughs> and everybody's like, this man is actually just a model who occasionally <laughs> plays soccer, just running around abs out, which respect, like I'm trying to get like that by me. <laughs> I mean, look, this is, uh, th- there's a other conversation I want to have that that I'll, I'll bring up in a moment, but I, I have on screen uh, Mo Salah uh, on the cover of Madden, obviously, because he put, they put up, <laughs> they put up seven, like, you look, you just, you're happy they made the field goal, you know, it's six, <laughs> six nil is not the same as seven nil. But like, that many goals conceded in a single half. I know, right? It's like, and I know Roy Keane called it a circus, and he's bang on about it being a circus, mm-hmm. because absolute clown shoes performance. I don't know how you actually have that happen. Even playing it back and watching the clips, you're like, wow, how did you? This is like you had to strive for that. Like uh, maybe we should check them for like match fixing because it's almost too wild. It was a look and like if if on a practical level when you're trying to make sense of like how they played, how they lined up um, from a tactical like after probably the second goal, maybe the third goal, it's all out the window, right? And like every it, what's hilarious especially is after they were they gave up the goal at the end of the first half. Uh, Gakpo scores. And they were still like laughing about it. It yeah. was a haha, jokey, jokey. Bruno had a great chance. They definitely. Some people were saying like, um, you know, United were the better in the first half. And like, it, it it sounds even more ridiculous. It doesn't even matter what happened in the first half after the result that you have uh, or whatever. But the the um, oh, what was the point I was gonna make? The, the yeah, it's it, it, it was like they keep using the word like capitulation and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a it, it's not even a game of football anymore right it is really just like can you psychologically finish the work day can you just make it to 5 p.m the answer for united was absolutely not they crawled under their desk at 3 p.m and said i'm gonna take a little george costanza nap like we can't do this anymore. and and, and so oh, this is what i was remembering the at the end of the first half um on the nbc uh, uh sports broadcast they had I, I think it was rebecca Lowe that made this point about how Eric Ten Hag is is he's like you know a, a, um, a tactician and he's great at making changes for for second halves like that was the the specific it was like <laughs> let's cut back to the game Eric Ten Hag he is great at second halves and then that is the second half that they have it our was- friend Eric here excels <laughs> at second halves and then all of a sudden it's but like six goals I just feel terrible for everyone uh, involved in I that I would not leave my home. For at least six years, like one year per goal. I would be so <laughs> deeply embarrassed. Okay. Which, I mean, probably says more about me than like Ten Hog, because he's, you know, got to immediately go out and do press. <laughs> but um, oh, I, I would probably be quietly sobbing. Like you just hear me whimper. Hilarious. On like, a poorly drawn Arsenal, who you, you're all, poorly hey. drawn Arsenal, you are going to, you're going to be on this show in just a little bit, one of your drawings. I so, adore uh, poorly drawn Arsenal. Poorly drawn Arsenal said uh, it was the perfect weekend. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but just surreal. And, and so, if if there's any, uh, I mean, I mean, some of the things that uh, I think a lot of people are highlighting uh, uh, about the performance of Manchester United, obviously, uh, Lisandro Martinez getting uh, he, you know, just touching the earth. So Mo Salah made him touch the ground. There's like, there, I mean, it's gonna be a meme essentially forever of of him defending, looking, looking back, looking backward, just not even looking at Mo Salah. It's just <laughs> not not a great look. I feel bad for him, especially you know the, the the you know for all the short kings, you know he's he's out there. He has to he has to look good because there's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, so that wasn't great. But the uh, the performance from Bruno Fernandez, and I'm not even talking about like 
touches or shots or anything. It's just literally like body language. And he is, he was a captain yesterday. And he, I, I think he's been the, the person people have been highlighting of just like, you know, the diving. He got touched on the shoulder. He's like holding his face and all this other stuff. And when you lose 7 0, you can't, that's not, you can't even act like that. You can't perform in that way. I feel like it's hard to tell with United fans though, because sometimes they are a little bit whiny about certain players or nitpicky. But yeah, that was a very, like, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> like, I don't blame them. You know, they like, it's very like Marge Simpson, like, ooh. right, right. Do you think it's a, it's one of those, like, the game is, was just so bad? Like, if they lose three nil. You're like, okay, you know, we put in a shift, but we didn't get the result we wanted. But losing losing this badly, is this a game that is is like, all right, well, we don't even have to keep it in our memory because it was just such a, a, a aberration. The the good news is I think it was just a blip. It was an anomaly. We're probably not going to see this again out of this United side. At least they should have the appropriate level of PTSD from that match, particularly that they'll never, ever repeat any of those errors. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, I mean, real talk, as as a player, it's not easy, especially when and where those goals come from, to stay in the game mentally and not be entirely demoralized. Like, yes, that's part of your job, but that's a much bigger ask than people sometimes assume to stay locked in psychologically and not say like, oh, forget it. Like it's, it's, it's useless, right. especially after six goals in a single half. <laughs> the uh, Marcus Rashford, there were a couple tweets from players, which I was kind of surprised. I thought they would all just, uh, you oh, know. Oh, no, no, no. Away. Like there's no way. Okay. Like I envisioned them all popping up the notes app, getting ready to draft and be like, okay, eyes on one, publicist. Two, my manager. My mother is on the third line of defense. We have to make sure that everybody's had eyes on this semi-apology. Right. Um, it, it's, it's hard, right? Like you're a public figure, you're going to get criticized no matter what, but you're especially dealing with some really, I, this is, you know, what is there <laughs> on the other hand? Yeah. What is there to be said? Right. The, this is uh, look, Marcus Rashford, his tweet, uh, yesterday, uh, he goes, I wish we could play a game today to try and put things right. The result is the result. And we can't see past that. We must not let it define our season we have to trust the process and stick together. And I look, I'm, I'm gonna, again, can, they just won a trophy. Right. This was a wild match. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Sure. I am not in any way, shape or form trying to like boost up my United fan friends <laughs> because why would I do that? <laughs> but uh, it's it's. It's an anomaly. This isn't always, yes, I understand people are upset. Yes, yeah. it's deeply embarrassing. I probably would be walking around as Rarkus Mashford for a week, <laughs> but whatever. The, the, so I think everything is fine here uh, about this uh, statement. And there's, no, there's really, no, I, I, I'm not going to like hyper criticize, because there's nothing he could really say that everyone would be happy with. It was just such a ridiculous uh, result. It is what it is. But the the line that I thought was very strange was the really the first one. I wish we could play a game today to try and put things right. Bro. Yeah, that's so not going to rectify yeah. that. Like, this is just need, a wash. You need the rest <laughs> and recovery. Let's, we, need, we need to take the time to uh, accept <laughs> That sometimes we need to just heal. That we need to take the time to heal. Yes. And we Everybody just needs a bubble bath, right. maybe a cucumber eye mask. <laughs> just try you to wash it away some soft jazz. You can't be like, oh, she broke up with me. I'm going to just date. I'm going to get into a serious relationship tomorrow. You know, you can't do that.
Yeah, I don't know any. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Christina's like, I would never do such a I thing. I would never do such a thing. Love you, mean it. <laughs> Joe Willock just put in quotes uh, a quote unquote trophy. He's uh, got to be United fan. He's upset. <laughs> oh, baby, it's just a trophy. <laughs> no, the, I mean, look, the Cowboy Cup is the Cowboy Cup. They were we were talking about it last week. It was it was you know they were. Some people were suggesting that they were, they were celebrating a little too Right, much. but okay, so here's the thing. I get so annoyed because this always ends up being a dialogue in sports, across right. sports, okay, is this notion of you shouldn't celebrate your wins and that you over-celebrate it and somehow now this has shifted you psychologically so much that you don't think that you need to exert any effort whatsoever. Like, right. that's just not the way athletes are built like yes you might like again yes they were seen kind of joking around after the first goal from liverpool but again it's a goal it's not life altering now what came thereafter that's a whole other story but it's celebrate your wins right i don't care if it's a big win a small win a win an employee of the month award like, it's all good contextually <laughs> life is short experience all of the joy that you can and then come what may, right? Like you don't know that you're going to lose your next match as horrifically <laughs> as you have. But you know what? Like tuck and roll with it. That's life. Right, right. And I think, look, that's the, that has to be the best uh, way to handle it. I mean, look, the as an, as an NYCFC fan... I'm familiar with seven new losses. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I've been uh, here yes. before. The, the hardest scoreline to defend. <laughs> I've been here before. I know what it's like. Um, but they, I, I loved um, going through, uh, you know, w w there's a bunch of people that uh, either have been on the show that we're friends with, uh, uh, a lot of Manchester United content creators. Uh, and I, I didn't have enough time to really, like, make a, a proper compilation, but I just wanted to get some of uh, my favorites. Um, this is, everybody knows, um, Mark Goldbridge, um, except Christine, who I, when I mentioned there before, she doesn't I'm know. so sorry to Mark. <laughs> Mark I'll, I will become familiar with you, friend. Right, but he is, a, he is a guy who yells on camera about how, when Manchester United do poorly and he's made a career of it. I think he knows it. It's all good. I mean, it's, it's, it provides tons and tons of entertainment. Um, and uh, somebody put together a compilation of, of uh, I'll, I'll just play a couple of these, of his reactions to, uh, to some of these goals. An absolute joke. Gap. Liverpool on the break. We're in a right mess. Well done, McTominay. And then he assists fucking Salah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's, there's uh, more where that came from, uh, but then I, I wanted to play. The, this is one of my uh, my faves. This is RNA Deck. Go follow him, especially on TikTok. He's great. He's a big Manchester United. Goldbridge one is still playing. Oh, the Goldbridge one. Oh, apologies, apologies. Um, so the uh, this was the remix. This was. <laughs> I was, so this is this is RNA deck. I want to play this one. Uh, he is uh, he's great on TikTok. Big Manchester United uh, fan. But there's a there's a comedian Adam Rowe uh, based out in Liverpool, uh, and and he he had tweeted this, and it just says this fellow's reaction to Gakpo's second goal is now my favorite thing about yesterday yesterday's game. And here's his reaction. Oh no, Dinky Winky! <laughs> <laughs> Dinky. Winkies, Cody Gagpo is uh, one of my fave uh, sentences. <laughs> what a great moment! Dinky Winky, I couldn't. It was I, a great goal, though. The, the the this was the one where he sat down, Lisandro uh, yeah. Martinez. Uh, and, and I think made some. The pass. I think the camera placed at the back of that goal actually caught that like 
in its grand scheme of things, um, it, it should be hung in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And then, uh, so th this is the... Uh, this is the other conversation I wanted to have about this game because obviously Manchester United uh, lose, right? 7-0, Liverpool. Uh, and you can tell, goal after goal, they were not like, they weren't taking their foot off the gas. They wanted... As they shouldn't. I mean, when Firmino scored that seventh goal, I mean, it was like Champions League final, whatever. It was a, it was a big deal. So I just want to... It's it just ironic because, again, I remember during the 2019 Women's World Cup... The U.S., when they were playing against uh, Thailand, right? And uh, the, the final result ended up being like 11 nothing. Mm -hmm. um, everyone was... So, after the fourth or fifth goal, why are they celebrating? Blah, blah, blah. And, yo, Mohamed Salah took off his shirt <laughs> at the sixth goal in, in a game that obviously was not even competitive. So it, it's just one of those moments. I, like, I just hope... Somebody is self-aware enough, the people who are tweeting this nonsense, that they're aware of their, their hypocrisy. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem <laughs> when I do it. Exactly, dog. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Uh, uh, oh, it I felt to me almost like Liverpool was like angry, though. When they kept scoring, you know what I mean? They were like, oh, we're having a terrible season. They wanted to really take it out on sure. the rest of the yeah, United yeah. Wouldn't team. you want to beat up 100%. a bit on a third-place team? Come on. 100%. I mean, Liverpool have had... Some phenomenal seasons. This hasn't been one, yeah. but heck yeah, like unload. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Joe Whitlock uh, in the chat just said Eric Sevenhog, which is great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got a new name. Lousy Val, they, uh, thank you for the correction. They won 13 nil. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, it's a it's a it, it's I, I just I hope that because that honestly, after the the fourth or and fifth goal, I, I was about to tweet. Why are they still celebrating <laughs> like this? How I dare want, you? I, I was hoping people, you know, will start giving me that energy. Listen, when I'm up 10 nil in Sunday League, I'm still celebrating. And that really goes to nothing other than me demoralizing perfect strangers. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that in that case, you're like celebrating against like accountants or whatever. <laughs> Listen, a win is a win. <laughs> So, uh, the uh, Joe like just said that was because he broke Fowler's scoring record for Liverpool. So, so what? I did it. So, I mean, I, I do want to give uh, his uh, Mohamed Salah his flowers. I, I mean, I, I'm comfortable simply saying Mohamed Salah is the greatest Liverpool player to ever wear the shirt. I mean, I, I look. I, I, how, how much more to, evidence do you need? We need to get all the Liverpool uh, supporters in the chat. I, and I'm an yeah. Everton fan saying that. I mean, like it, it's a. The, the dude has been so you have poor taste and your lot in <laughs> Liverpool and Salah. No, okay, this Mo is Salah's not why I invited phenomenal. you to the show, Christine. <laughs> I'll go. I'm gonna take your ball though. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's a um, it, it's it's a silly um. Uh, well, look, uh, yeah. As far as with Mohamed Salah, look, I think he's he's in incredible, and I think you know uh, Alexis makes this point all the time, like. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have brought him back. They shouldn't have paid him so much money because he's not gonna, you know, do the same. And it's like, bro, what else can he do? He's literally just scoring tons and tons of goals. He didn't have the greatest start to the season, but neither did Liverpool. Uh, but he's been remarkable. Yeah, I have. I have no qualms with them keeping Mo Salah on. I would find out really what player do you bring in that is a one to one or better that you think you can see grow. Right. I mean, it would probably be like the result of some phenomenal scouting because you'd probably want to catch somebody young, and I don't know who that would even be. Right, right. 
Um, I love uh, Quinta Pizza just said Kupo's hitting the CR7 Sue when she puts her team up 10 mil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not that particular celebration. I usually do like the this, but you know, whatever. Lousy Val said, We love people celebrating because we aren't the fun police. That's right. There is a, oh, yeah. did you hear this? There was a, I, I saw something about that the FA is looking into Arsenal celebration, the Reese Nelson goal. I guess I don't know if too many players went on the pitch or something like that, but it just seems <sighs> comical. They need to chill, okay? <laughs> it's been a long time. We've suffered. There hasn't been much to celebrate, and we finally have it. Like, hey, let's go. We're winning the league. Um, however, <laughs> okay. just so you know, just, I want you to put that in your calendar. But um, I, that's so silly. For yeah. what? Yeah. Uh, like, How much money does that cost? Let's start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is it. People do think, especially Arsenal fans, that there is like an agenda uh, because it's either VAR not giving them calls, which there was probably one in that the, the handball that was not called that seemed pretty sus. The one that it bounced off of the post, uh, the soccer shot, and it hit. I forgot whose arm, but. Look at your handball to me. I don't know. Listen, I was there for the city match. Oh, that's right. How was your trip uh, there? It was amazing, except for the part where I was among my people and the vibe was great. And I was like so close. My seats were perfect. I could like sniff the pitch. Mm -hmm. And then I collected my L in person. To see. <laughs> so there was that. I was like, cool, 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 cool. I'm so glad I could be here for this. But no, like there were a few calls, even that match that like... I got to see with my naked eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Like, why? What's going on here? Okay. I don't believe in, like, the ref conspiracies. I feel like this gets kicked up a lot, too, in, like, Serie A. But um, in this instance, yeah, I feel like sometimes it's a little bit anti-Arsenal leaning. Sure. I mean, it's, a, it's been that way for 20 years. Am I right, Kubo? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> why always us? It's just, look, and, and the the uh, we can talk about that game uh, as well. Um, so uh, Arsenal did play against Bournemouth. They ended up winning 3-2. Uh, they were down 2-0, which was already, uh, a lot of people were already kind of like uh, putting the nail in the coffin as far as uh, winning that, that title. I didn't think they... I thought they would at least draw, right? Because that seems like it's Bournemouth. They're, they're nearly at the bottom of the table. Going into that match, I did not think it was going to be, one, exciting, two, a tough go. Mm -hmm. I really, I full disclosure, was in yoga following <laughs> along on my phone. Because I was like, there's not, you know, it's Bournemouth, no big right. deal. And as I'm like watching along on my phone, I'm like, oh, yeah, side crow. Hang on. Like, I got this. And you see that Bournemouth are rallying. And well, I'm like, well, I the can't first, believe the, the that first this minute, is happening. The first minute, right? Yeah. Um, did you see the goal? Did yeah. you okay, so I this was actually pretty fascinating because Bournemouth, they did, uh, if, you, if you haven't seen it, they Philip Billing scores in the first minute. But the, uh, so uh, Bournemouth, they obviously kicked the ball at, at kickoff. And they li they line up like an NFL formation. Do you see that? They line up. They lined up trips left, right? They line. They, they look like they're uh, like it, it's a, like it's gonna be a pass play, mm -hmm. but it's it might be a run to Big the weak side. Blue forty two. <laughs> so, but they they all the players are on uh, uh on the left, and uh, all the midfielders and forwards are on the left, and there's one player on the right, and then I think the ball gets to I. I 
don't even know what direction they kicked the ball in, but it just it, it they scored in eight seconds, something under nine seconds. Yeah. And uh, so as soon as you see that, everybody's like, "This is this is not a championship team." That is, no, but if you're going to, go to like try this. to get out front in your Bournemouth, that's the goal that you want to score Dude. before anybody's prepared to even defend because you're kind of like, "Haha, it's Bournemouth." Yeah, it it and it just it was remarkable that it worked. It it, it kind of confused the Arsenal players. The game look just started. I'm like, who am I supposed to be marking? This is not how, it, uh, how I'm normally supposed to play. Um, and uh, but yeah, remarkable goal. And then uh, once they got the second goal in the second half. I was like, all right, this yeah, is... Yeah, that was when I was like, this is not good. They can't figure anything out. <laughs> we can't out. do this. <laughs> but then uh, then three goals uh, right after that. I mean, they get uh, uh, Thomas Partey, Ben White scores, and then Reese Nelson gets that goal. And then also, and Reese Nelson also had uh, the assist. And uh, people are also talking about Reese Nelson... This could completely just change his career. His obviously his 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 contract. Oh, for sure. With the limited amount of time that he's played versus the actual impact that he's had. Right. <laughs> I would be literally putting up a billboard of myself. Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you see you see me? I did that. <laughs> uh, Nick Red said, Christian calling out the trips formation makes me wonder if he's covering the right type of football. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Listen, played, we're I, versatile here. Okay, I played Madden a little bit. Okay, um, the so the uh, okay so uh, I, I want to the reactions have been uh, were incredible. Obviously, uh, Reese Nelson scoring that goal, I couldn't believe it. Um, but this was uh, Ian Wright had he posted his reaction to to it, and then poorly drawn Arsenal <laughs> captured it. Beautifully. Um, I, I think this is in like the green room for, I don't know, maybe a sky or something like that. Ian Wright is watching the game. Uh, he was watching the game with Gary Lineker and, and two other people that I saw on screen. But Ian Wright, uh, have you met Ian Wright? I have not actually met I've Ian I've met Ian We've Wright. Been, like in passing. It's one of those things where it's somehow we end up in the same place or in the sure. different room. And I'm like, this is... Eventually, the stars will align. I hope it happens because Ian Wright is truly one of the just the, the nicest, most awesome people and just genuine guy. And I've actually watched a game with Ian Wright. And this man is, I mean, he might as well be 13 years old forever. Uh, I always tell this. He's just such a bright light. <laughs> I also just appreciate him for his unrelenting and genuine support of the women's game as like such a admired and uh intelligent oh, yeah. he's the best yeah. like former player he's also and this is just a personal preference i don't buy kits with names on them i just mm -hmm. think it's weird to wear some some dude's name sure however I mean, you are you are alexis guerrero's now. however <laughs> i i do have a righty shirt like okay. a classic and i'm like uh it's an authentic OG one. I mean, not, and not I still wear it, although I probably should try to get him to sign it and just like hang it somewhere. Sure. But, um, so yeah, he he's of the upper tier echelon of sure. players. When we, we I were, personally am like, oh. <laughs> we, we in Philly, we were having uh, a drink or something. We were at like the hotel bar, and there was a guy at Ian Wright, like from ninety something, and and walked up to him and got him to sign it as well. So the um. Uh, so yeah, so this was a, uh, a, a remarkable goal from Reese Nelson. And I do think it, it's, I, I was going to say like his contract is up this, uh, summer and this either, you know, I, I already heard like they're trying to possibly resign him, but maybe he has, 
an opportunity to go play more minutes somewhere else if he if he's interested. I don't want him to go mm. per se, but yeah, I mean, obviously players have to do what's best for them. But I think that what we're seeing that he's capable of, even with the scant minutes he's had, is pretty promising. It's it, look. I, I think you know the the transfer window for Arsenal was a little. Um, nervy right because no mudrick uh you yeah getting, we were we were banging heads a bit with chelsea right <laughs> you get you got um uh, trossard uh but not the moves that i think a a, a a a team that is in contention to win a title there's usually like at least one or two really big names that come through um but in general your your hopes do you think they get it done do you think they can hold on yes Okay. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, I'm confident. No doubt whatsoever. Um, I, no doubt whatsoever. Because I feel like when it was, uh, you know, <laughs> two nil, there were there were a couple doubts. Maybe there were some <laughs> doubts. Okay, but like I was already in downward dog. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I it, it's. I think there's going to be little blips like that because there will be. They're not going to have that like unblemished invincible yeah. season. Uh, but I do think that they will end up winning this season which i'm fully prepared to to get my butt on a plane and get back <laughs> over to london immediately and i think the um, fact too that they won this game despite the fact that they were losing by so much like shows that okay this is a real team like the yeah. old arsenal would have just collapsed that too no. they've done that a couple times this season and i you know maybe two or three times i've, I've mentioned that exact thing that it, you know it does take a lot of character and because just again you saw manchester united Go down two I think goals. One of the intangibles, though, that we're seeing from this Arsenal squad is that they very much do play for each other. Sure. And mm -hmm. that is not something that you can fabricate or teach, or they genuinely, there's joy there. Um, well, Super Mikel Arteta is the only one that can get them <laughs> believing in each other. I mean, listen, I will draw all of the little brain cartoons and hearts <laughs> as anybody wants, anywhere, always, if that's let's, what gets the job done. Let's look at Kubo's Trapper Keeper and see what's going like on there. I heart Gunnar Soros. Uh, Lousy Val just said, it's cool, we're in ref referring to Mudrik. Chelsea can enjoy that. They're nine-figure bench warmer. Well, yeah, he's already like semi miserable right is yeah. like the recent reports which who what player hasn't been miserable at chelsea it's a rite of passage <laughs> i mean we don't need reports we just need his instagram stories i mean right? we see <laughs> the man's you, like we see where his heart is we gotta it leave ain't. chelsea alone we actually won this week <laughs> mike is a chelsea fan by the way Ooh. it's, it's oh. been tough we had a whole a whole therapy session last month do you want to <laughs> hold the emotional support ball <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name of it, the emotional support ball. Um, Chelsea did win, though. They beat uh, barely Leeds. Barely, yeah. They did. But you're beating Leeds, yeah. so like, where is the where is the joy in that? Yeah, I don't know. It's better than the three 0 loss Leeds from earlier in the season when Tuchel was the manager. But right. honestly, I don't know about that win. It seems like it was kind of a lateral move. Like obviously, to get the result is positive, but in terms of how they actually played, it wasn't super impressive. It wasn't. I mean, the, it was the header from uh, Fofana, right? Yeah. That they got, but they didn't really have. Um, Look, I watch Leeds now, especially when they start all the Americans. I'm like, all right, this is this is this game is not about Leeds United anymore. This is about you know the all of America. Uh, <laughs> American. <laughs> I've never been more American. <laughs> okay, it's just this. You're playing for American <laughs> soccer, and you need to represent us well. And I look, I will uh, look. Uh, Tyler Adams, and uh, and Weston McKenney and Brendan Aronson all all started and. Uh, so I don't know how you feel about this, but week in and week out, we're starting to see Tyler Adams get into 
he gets into scuffles every week. Now he got he it happened against Everton with uh, Dwight McNeil. Uh, it's happened. It, I, I'm wondering if you think it's a is it a like I want to see I want to see goals. I want to see assists. I don't know how much I want to see, you know, like just UFC scraps every single every single week. I think uh, we're, we're hyping up the fact that he got that dog in him, but I want him to have that dog in him in the Premier League and not the championship. Yeah, so uh, I think I probably differ a little bit from you in terms of like I like I like me a hard man. Okay. I like those guys that'll go in on those 50-50 balls and be sure. like, hey, if you die, you die. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that he does have a little bit of that role. But it's kind of funny to me that of that U.S. player talent pool, that Leeds ended up with, you know, Adams and McKenney and Aronson, who like Aronson, even for as lanky as he is, he's scrappy. Sure. You got like some of the yeah. the prime players for that U.S. men's national team that will knuckle up in one place, which is sort of unique. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that Tyler has a maturity about him that despite the fact that maybe he might go in and get like that little, I mean, like scrappy, like, you know, let's let's fight whatever bravado moment, which it happens. Right. Um, I think that he is more measured and can reel it in. So he's more capable of, you know. Yeah, well, I don't think but he's, yeah, he's like, does a hothead. It, does it need to translate as goals and otherwise? Yeah. Like, if it's detracting from his actual performance, fine. But I, I don't have any issue with the physicality that yeah. he tends to Okay. Deploy. Yeah, I, I, I don't have an issue with the physicality but, I mean, specifically. All in, if, if Leeds end up getting sunk this season... How poorly is that going to go for that group of American players? Yeah, that's. And I that, feel like that's like the actual detriment. Our like, reputation. I'd be more worried about is that. A, is on the line. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. Like our reputation is always on the line. Like. Yeah, uh, Sean six one three in the chat just said, "You don't know where I'm from, dog." That's right. You don't know where I'm from, dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Christine channeling her inner Drago from Rocky. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I live my life. Okay. That's kind of how I play. Anybody that's played with me yes, knows I, look, better. I played with Christine. Yeah. She's it's, usually, it's like um, we've had uh, on Cooligans FC, we've had one. Um, one woman on the team to ever be carded. It's, it's like a, it's generally a chill environment. Like nobody was just like wants to get injured and stuff like that. Um, but the only woman who ever got carded was this girl named uh, uh, Lorena Rusi, who's a, a great player. Do you know, I don't know if you ever met Lorena. I don't think I have. Um, but she's uh, she's a comic and and uh, she but but she's very very good at soccer. I think I think she played professionally somewhere. I don't remember where. Um, but she just kept relentlessly fouling that the ref was like, I don't know. I don't know what else I have to get you to stop. Somehow you need to stop. And now she won't play on the team anymore because she's like, I'm too competitive. I get too serious. And you're like, to me, you're like on the borderline. You're, you don't, physically foul you emotionally foul yeah i mean I'll, <laughs> you hurt people's as a feelings person, i'm like have we have we dated <laughs> on the field i'll forward you a list of therapists on the field <laughs> she what no your feelings are not being taken into account okay? no not at all like it's it's i yeah i go in hard sometimes it is physically fouling people most of the time it's psychological damage you know whatever kirby d just said but he's not there to score though i yes I, i'm not expecting goals from tyler adams necessarily but i do i would like the leads performances to be a little bit more 
just cohesive. Uh, I, I would like a, a Brendan Aronson to score, and I, I just... I think that's a reasonable ask. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think they... Uh, look, what Lee's is doing better now, they're putting mm-hmm. Weston McKinney in the box for set pieces. They weren't doing that in yep. those first uh, couple games. And... Um, and and Brendan, I, I, look, I say this every week. Brendan Aronson is uh, just a great on the ball. He, he's uh, uh, he, he can pass well. He just gets physically out muscled all yeah. the time. And the like prim- I said, like he's got that dog in him. He's just too lanky. We need to get him in the gym. <laughs> I don't he know. does. Like we'll get Maybe. him doing like maybe like my squat work. <laughs> it's one of those things where you know, like like Jamie Vardy says, he doesn't. He like doesn't lift weights, right? Because he he, he just thinks it'll like slow him slow down. down. And I, look, who am I to argue with Jimmy Vardy, right? Because we know we know what the Vardys <laughs> are capable of. I I'm mean, not. I understand physiology though. <laughs> like as somebody that was a sprinter and okay. I was a four hundred meter runner, like you need to have good glutes and hamstrings okay. to go. Bing, you know, like muscles are rubber bands. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, develop those. Okay. You know what? I'm a huge fan of rubber bands. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> Huge fan. They're lovely. Um, <laughs> uh, Crimson Pizza just said, is Kupo New York City Diego Costa just a lovely human off the pitch, but dangerous when that whistle goes? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I am not the same person when I'm playing. Like, I am super kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always nice, but super kind as a human being. But as a player, you want to be on my team, not playing against me right right but also I, as someone who's played on your team <laughs> if you make a mistake you're also hearing it a little bit too okay it's not, you're not getting away easy no no you're gonna hear it you're gonna get my full feedback there's no delay <laughs> no you appreciate the truth but even sometimes i tell christine I, christine you need to chill you just need to chill and you know what will help you chill a nice course light let's hey. go everybody <laughs> i was waiting i was waiting how is christian gonna get to the course light region? you don't have to be on all the time yelling at you know opposing uh players or, or your own teammates because a nice chill course light will will get you uh you know getting get you prepared for a game you know i expect a case then at the next <laughs> cooligans <laughs> fc okay metal light get on that okay <laughs> so yeah and you know what the best part of a course light is christine Coupo is that if the when the beer is cold enough the blue mountains show up right on the bottle isn't so we cool? have aesthetic. T- okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Hydrating will probably make me less of a hothead. I'm in. Maybe, okay. possibly. We can test it out. Okay, we can't test it out. Yeah, we're not making any claims. We're not saying that if you drink Coors Light, you will be uh, less angry than Christine Kuba. We cannot make such a claim. I'm a New Yorker. But we can, o- <laughs> we can only, uh, you know, uh, trial and error to figure it out. So mark uh, your calendar for some quality time with Coors Light, the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cooligans. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Let's go. Okay. The <laughs> Crimson Pizza just said, <laughs> uh, ah, the national drink of Blangola. I, I don't know. This is, uh, it's been happening the last couple of weeks. I, I hate always giving backstories to, to other jokes, but um, it's become a hit in the, in, the, in the show because Alexis, he asked me, uh, you know, one day, what country would I love to be the president of? Yes. And, and I just said randomly Angola. Angola. And then he, we were having a whole back and oh, forth. Oh, it's going to be bl- okay. the, bla- the B, the B thing. Yeah. And then he's like, Got I'm going to be the president of Blangola. Blangola. And then we had uh, a couple fans make uh, Blangolan flags. Uh, so we... <laughs> We have it. So am I part of the People's Republic yes. of Blangola now? Okay. Secretary of the of the Army. <laughs> General. General Kupo. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I now have a couple of teams that I just started playing with that actually just from day one called me captain okay. and coach. So right. I am so I am the field general. Let's it, go. It is a fitting role. Uh, with board, my course. <laughs> board Martin just said, what a transition. Well done. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we take a lot of time planning those uh, course like transli- transla- uh, translation transitions <laughs> uh, and it worked out uh, well. So, uh, okay. Uh, a couple other things uh, to go over, and uh, and like I said, if there's any questions in the chat, please uh, please put them. Uh, and if you have any questions for Christine, uh, put in there as well. Um, let's talk about uh, obviously because we have a Serie A uh, expert. Let's uh, let's talk some uh, Serie A as well because I've been uh, I, I catch a you know I don't I'm not a you know I don't watch too many Serie A games. I'll try to watch at least one a week. I get in uh, there, and then if like if any of them are in like Europa League, uh, of course, uh, I'll, Champions I'll, I'll, League, um. <laughs> I'll tune in. Um, Europa League, who? But let's uh, let's start with uh, uh, what. First of all, Napoli has just. I mean, they got that. It, it, are they mathematically? Have they mathematically won? No, they haven't yet. Not um, yet. There's a uh, but that should be but happening soon. Yeah, leaps and bounds, right? They're up 15 points. Uh, but Napoli have been absolutely remarkable, uh, and and uh, I would say one of the better teams even in Europe, not just in Italy. Absolutely, um, I I tweeted back in October that they're winning Champions League. So okay. we'll see if my high gamble risk reward. And I'll tell you, I don't out. I don't think I told you this story. I maybe I did, but I, I went on my honeymoon uh, uh, to Italy. And I went from uh, I went to Milan, and then I went to Napoli, and. Uh, what, the way I got into the sport. Did you go to the San Siro? I didn't go to San Siro. <laughs> and then the Maradona, you're, you're like, Helene, come on, babe. I have a romantic day plan. Honestly, me, I'd be Just like, soccer. Ah. <laughs> But I, uh, so the way I got into soccer was because my brother used to travel uh, all over the world and used to get me a kit from every city that he used to go to. So he got me one from Milan. Uh, so I was going to Milan and I'm like, I'm going to rock my Milan kit, uh, my AC Milan kit. Uh, nobody was confused about. I don't know why I corrected it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you can go. You want to go for the full name? Exactly. It's all in. So 
Um, but I was taking the train from Milan to Napoli that morning and I was wearing my Milan kit. So I was just like, Ooh. whatever. I was super tired. I'm like, let me just. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, who does that on purpose? You're early. like, man dies on honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> train ride to Southern Italy. <laughs> so uh, I didn't think much of it because I fell asleep on the train ride. It was like a four hour ride. And I get out. As soon as I step off the train in Napoli, I'm like. I don't know if I should be wearing this shirt. I don't no. like. I don't know if they're like chill about all you this. You should have changed at least four train stops before <laughs> you hit Napoli. Like, and it was a huge mistake because they, as soon as I stepped out of the train station, they were like, "Why are you wearing that?" Like, literally, random people, and then the cab drivers. The cab drivers, um, who are all Napoli ultras, conveniently, uh, and because everybody is. Right. There's nobody there that is not going I mean, to be a ride or die. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they had, uh, as soon as they saw me with the shirt, they start showing me all their tattoos and all the, and pictures of Maradona on their body. And the murals the mur- and yeah. hanging in the street. Yeah. And, and, and none of the, seem ca- to be on the inside of your island. <laughs> <laughs> none of the cab drivers wanted to give me a ride. Like a hundred, I'm not even exaggerating. They were like, <clears throat> no, we don't, you look what you're wearing. They don't want I to. think as an experience, especially speaking to, uh, Americans, the way that we have rivalries, uh, MLS, NWSL, otherwise, within like nationally domestic leagues, are absolutely nothing compared to what you'll experience. I'll speak specifically to Serie A, which is just, it's phenomenal. But when I say that Calcio is religion, I mean it. It, people, not that this should be a thing, but like people will die for their club. Right. And it is just part of everyday normal life. It's not a joking matter. It's uh, your whole entire day is ruined. Uh, sometimes <laughs> your entire day is made. Right. But uh, it, they are very, very serious, especially <laughs> Napoli. Nick Rad just said, seriously, how in the world did Christian make it home from Italy? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure either. I'm thinking he had to have paid someone for passage. What? Like there was somebody low key that accepted money that were like, I feel bad for this poor man. <laughs> the guy who ended up giving the cab driver who ended up giving us a ride was, I mean, like begrudgingly you know, like, fine, I'll do it. And like he told first, he also he told me to make sure you burn that shirt. Uh, he I'm said, surprised he didn't make you burn it outside he of the said, taxi. Thank God you weren't wearing a UV kit. Uh huh. It's worse. Yeah, yeah. Who said that was that would have been much worse. Um, it was a look. I, I learned my lesson very quickly. Okay, I, and I'm and I, you live to tell the tale, <laughs> which is more important, right? Okay, so I'm glad they spared me. Um, the but I want to talk about Napoli in in just the fact that they they've been so dominant this season. This they're they're 15 points uh, uh above second place, which is yeah. uh, 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 Inter, and. How, not necessarily how have they done it, but why has it? We're used to seeing Juve have this gap, but obviously, you know, they, they're Juve dealing. have experienced a number of things on and off field that have impacted their right. performance. But what, what specifically, uh, you know, maybe the easy answer is just uh, Victor uh, Osiman. Uh, but what is it? Well, how have Napoli it been this dominant? It isn't just Osiman. Uh, he's a phenomenal player. He really is. I love him so much. I keep saying, like, I want to interview Osiman. Like, that's officially mentally a goal. Um, But it actually is just that uh, they have this conflation of players that 
uh, the depth is there, even if it's not a one-to-one -one replacement. So even as they've experienced uh, injuries and otherwise during this season, they haven't been impacted in the ways that, say, Inter have right. or uh, Roma have, or you know, Lazio, Milan especially. Milan um, didn't quite make the moves they needed to in the transfer window to uh, kind of fortify their bench. And you've seen it, you know, like you're still relying heavily on, you know, Giroud, who by all means, has some of the most beautiful aerial goals and perfect hair in the league. But, you know, you... It's not enough you, sometimes, you know? You no, know, it's, yeah, it's not, right? <laughs> it's so, But, like, they're... But especially for Milan, like, their big hit was, like, not having Mike Magnan for right, a chunk right. of time. And he's such a significant role in that squad. Uh, sometimes it's your keeper. Sometimes it's not. But it, it absolutely is for them. Napoli just managed to do some, like, ridiculously good scouting. They let go Koulibaly, uh, which I was deeply upset about in the beginning yeah, of the season. Chelsea, I had already counted them out early, which is kind of comical now in hindsight, because who did they go and they picked up? They pick up Kim Min-jae, who is phenomenal. Beast. They pick up um, Kvitschek Farashskelia, who is so, so good. And I'm so hyped over so this man. Good. Nailed, so good. Just nailed the name. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I'm going to be learning Georgian any day now. No, but when I say, like, he is like one of those once in a lifetime players that you see pop up, that the scouting was so good and Napoli pulling the trigger on him is by far, I'd say in the last year, maybe two years, the best scouting move of any side. And that's, you know, including big name players like Vlaovic, that, you know, Chiesa, um, even outside of Serie A, yeah, yeah. where, you know, you've had to do battle with some of the Premier League teams. But I never uh, imagined that this Napoli side from jump and like ADL is a staunch businessman. He's very smart. But with that comes sometimes uh, this bizarre detraction from the emotionality that you expect to see from from Napoli, right? Like right. you, we are a passionate people, you know, like all in Italians. But when you look at it and you're like, how do you strip the emotion out enough to ask somebody like a Koulibaly if they're willing to take a pay cut in the beginning of the season and then end up offloading them, which he agreed to. Right. Who in their right mind that knows they're at the top of their game is like, sure, I'll do that. But that is the magic that is Napoli. So I think that all of that coming together has just created this beautiful, just it, it's art. It's not even just, you know, yeah. it's art, it's music, it's theater. Uh, Napoli have it this season. Well, and look, I mean, look, I... Look, I go to I go to Napoli and then they end up uh, winning. It was Serie. Yeah, I mean, actually, look, I, I would like to retract my prior statement. <laughs> Christian Polanco showed up in Napoli and the, boom, the, the magic happened. Bell boys. Did you meet with ADL? Is that what happened? You said, he met yeah. with Spalletti. He was like, here's what you got to do. <laughs> As I'm wearing one, my Milan kit. Right. It's like, no. Showing up to the Maradona. Luciano, I have some please. notes. I got some notes. <laughs> Del boy zero asked, uh, he meant Kubo. He put Chupo, which is what is fun. Perché? <laughs> fun uh, we said, can Ossiman hack it in the Premier League? Athletic players stand out more in Italy than highly athletic England. I mean, I, and I'll, <coughs> before you answer, I think this this general question of of how players can do in in the Premier League. I mean, we saw Lukaku had one of the greatest years as a professional uh, in Italy, and then goes you know back to England, and then it's just it, it's just a tale. It's just like Jekyll and Hyde. None, none of it really makes sense. I don't know. Um, look, the, the the Premier League, just like you mentioned, um, will just poach players. I mean, they, they look, yeah. we had we've had these conversations. There's just so much money 
and players have are, are you know not really going to turn down an opportunity uh, to make some of the most. Money I would they can say in yeah, it, it depends on the player for sure. But knowing that as a player, you do not know the length of your career, right? right. Like it could end tomorrow in just you know the fetal position in tears because you've had a career-ending injury. And I will never, ever hold it against any player that's like, I'm securing the bag in this moment. Right. Because, you know, like you have a livelihood to, you know, support going forward. You may not have the stability of a career. A lot of them, this has been their entire life from academy as a child, right? You haven't exactly had the time to cultivate another skill or like mm -hmm. pick up a college degree. Um, what do you mean you don't know how money. to code? <laughs> <laughs> we all know how to I code. I was in my basement, actually. You know, like my brief stint learning to code was probably like MySpace. And then I gave up. So you don't want to hire me for that. I do want to push back on just that question because we get this a lot. Like, oh, can can do you think they can do it in the Premier League? As if that is the, uh, uh, the defining thing. Let me just thing. first and foremost, and this is not in any way uh, showing my bias. I think if anything... Uh, compared to some of my contemporaries, I'm able to be more objective and strip out some of the emotional aspects of, mm -hmm. you know, talking about a league that I do. I grew up as a fan loving. But uh, I think that uh, the Premier League as a benchmark for all of the leagues is just it's it's largely silly. Right. Because like a standout player is going to stand out irrespective of however things play out. Not to mention, not every league is for every player. And and that goes across the board, right? Like, and I love, and I know you use Lukaku as an example. I adore Lukaku. He is a super talented striker. He's had myriad, uh, you know, sort of, I guess, judgments and otherwise that come with him in his playing capacity where they're like, oh, you know, the majority of his goals, like he needs to be served and it's like toe pokes and otherwise in and around the box. Guess what? I'll take Sometimes, it. Sometimes, <laughs> like, you're, I'm sorry, but, like, you're a striker, but, like, that's your job is, like, to, to score the goals, irrespective. They're not always going to be beautiful. Um, but I, I just think that, like, you know, his stint at Chelsea, his stint was at United, where he got, like, abused. And that, You know, it's not always just your on-field Right. vibe presence squad gelling and otherwise sometimes it's a lot of other factors off field yeah i want to i want to bring this up because this is relevant especially to this conversation uh luka jovic the croatian uh player that went to real madrid from uh eintracht frankfurt i believe yeah um and Fabrizio Romano just tweeted this earlier, uh, Fab, earlier today. He's, I love him. He said, my, uh, uh, quoting Luca, he said, my experience at Real Madrid went wrong from the beginning. I left Eintracht too early. All the spots, uh, all the spotlights were on me. Uh, I was only 21. It was difficult to adapt. Injuries, COVID, and unfair pressure. It was an unhappy experience. Uh, and he told that to Republica. Um, and that's a, that's a, a factor as well. Like the it's Premier League, super honest, though. The Premier League, yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, challenging. It is uh, very, very competitive, but it, it is also some of the just the most attention you're ever going to get in your life, the most criticism. And that's part of it as well. Like the reason you get paid so much more money is to also have to deal, deal with, with that, that constant pressure. Right. pressure and criticism. I mean, the, the reality of it is every single player that comes up and signs a massive contract like that, you're going to see, especially if they haven't really been tried and tested, whether or not, you know, their prior performances it was going to be like a big fish small pond situation right. or vice versa and you know like the players that don't get crushed under the pressure of the larger leagues yeah they do turn into diamonds and you have to have the right 
you know, essentially like training staff and otherwise around them to just sort of mitigate some of the other lifestyle things. Like we've heard players from the Premier League talk about like, yeah, like I didn't mind the, the playing and whatever, but I was miserable being in in England. Right, right. Right. Like, so the I, I lifestyle. Say, I think just regular England, English people probably say the same thing. <laughs> I live in I Burnley. Mean, what I the heck like is going they, on here? They like stick around. Or, like, I mean, I like London as a city, but I can't spend long stretches of time yeah, there look, because it, I am a very sophisticated houseplant and I require sunlight and just <laughs> vibes. It right. Just, it's, uh, look, I, the way I sort of see it, especially with the, the, the strength and popularity of the of the Premier League is that you know for some of these players it's a little sometimes it's a little bit like I'm gonna you know some that's why you go to college in Idaho or you go to it's just like you got to get away from some of the busyness of some of these big I mean, cities not, and not me personally <laughs> but you know you you but do you Idaho you, you use it to like you grow you grow yeah. in in like in a, just in a different environment that what you're exposure used to. is good okay right, like right, always right. go exploring is so, definitely my bit of life advice. yeah and and like I, I think the you know we were having the conversation when we were talking about the this was on the Champions League on, on CBS when they were talking about um Premier League should Premier League help support financially some of the other European right. leagues? And it's like there, which I don't think should be the case, but there is something to be said about the, the it, we don't need one best league. You know what I mean? Like the sport right. is so different than we, we right. can, because like the NFL, there's no other NFL. Right. That we, oh, I mean, the XFL is trying to catch up. But. I mean, but like how many iterations of that have tried? Right. And floundered, and then folded, and then come back. It's just, but this is that right. I, it doesn't mean that it can't exist. It just means that it's going to be a lot more challenging for that to be fertile ground to plant something like that. Well, that's why it's like the world's game, and this is right. what makes it more. So I think unique. the problem is um, just speaking to that notion because I think it's important to acknowledge that at its base level, right? Football is it, it was meant for the masses, right? right, right. It, it, costs really nothing. It's one of the most translatable games that we've all been able to pick up. Now, with the introduction of capitalism, um, <laughs> it's we're also talking about capitalism. <laughs> we're also talking about the business of football. And the business of football in a lot of ways has eclipsed the actual beautiful thing right. that is football. We're never going to be able to peel that back. No. That's like it's it's a given. Like yeah. you forge forward, there's no retreat. This is the reality that we have now within this game. And so I think that anyone that truly is passionate about it and understands it and can foster it and otherwise, and we have this conversation more uh, in depth, especially in domestic soccer. I'm even talking like children's leagues and things like that, where like I've actually volunteered to coach before U8s. God bless those children. <laughs> but um, it's something that we need to keep focusing on. But when you look at, say, like Premier League and La Liga and uh, Bundesliga and Serie A, right, they're all different, kind of the same cloth, right? It just is different stages of investment and different um, pushes toward like that marketing window at different stages, right? So like everything is a little bit. And when you think about the relaunch of the Premier League, right, in more modern sense, it puts MLS and Premier League as peers, right? They're contemporaries. And so when you see how they've diverged down that path, just from a business perspective. Right, right. And now yeah, MLS so, obviously. Some people might be like, uh, yeah, the quality's so sorry, not, nobody's like saying that. the quality is the same. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's that 
in that sort of fostering an environment where you have an audience and yeah. people are interested, but also quality football, it it's going to be at different stages. And because Premier League has seen more investment um, more broadly, faster, they also uh, dumped a lot of cash into marketing. They also yeah. went far out. I mean, even their fan engagement, Premier League in USA, <clears throat> going back, I had done some stuff with them. Like, I don't even know. It must have been like seven to ten years ago now. Um, just to put things into perspective of like what they were looking in terms yeah, yeah. of they like laid the target seeds. audience, yeah. they were very wise in what they did. Yeah. So some of the leagues, yeah, are only now catching up. <laughs> Sean, um, Sean six one three six. Kupo is too smart for this show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, do you have beers for me? Where are those cores at? Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm happy to talk about this more boring side yeah, of stuff. No, but, but unfortunately, and what I will say to you is, I agree. I don't think that a league like the Premier League should have to sacrifice for what they've essentially achieved. I agree. I, I agree. think that the nature of things needs to change. With that being said, though, too, things that are emerging, like this notion of the Super League that has come out in various iterations, I'm extremely against. Yeah. Uh, why? Because I think we should fix the actual problems at hand instead of creating a derivative league that will inevitably evolve into what we have as a problem already that people are having qualms about. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It'll, it's just kind kind of like this, this cycle uh, that we're never really like going to get out of. I, I <laughs> well, Koopa with the Harvard Business Review case. <laughs> uh, yep. Yes, I'm overeducated. No, the, one, the one thing, look, I would say like the, the on a business level, like the, the, the bigger picture is always to grow the game, right? That is what FIFA exists for. And, and like Johan Cruyff used to always say that, that, every country's domestic league, league should be strong so that they can there, therefore compete in, in, in international tournaments and World Cups and then therefore more people watch those international right. tournaments and grow the more game. Exposure, more exposure, smaller FAs, yes. So it's it's starting to feel like we're moving away from uh, from that and in, in essentially saying like, let's just get the best players in the world, put them in one league that we can watch every week, <laughs> no matter what country they're yes. sort of coming from. And the there there's there people will lose in that instance. But that's where the, you sort of sense like the 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 greed from maybe certain leagues or 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 FIFA or maybe uh, UEFA that they, they can't all agree on what's the best strategy that they all kind of and they're kind of looking out for themselves and that's yeah money's that nobody's the, gonna hand you cash out of their own pocket right <laughs> okay. now everybody said I'm too smart so I have to do something because I haven't reached this upper echelon but like shouts to witty because. <laughs> For all we of you being it. like, she's so smart, like that, I'm like, I'm we, striving to hit that it. level where I'm like, oh, yeah. We got to get back. Uh, I wish it was a fart button. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I'm less fart joke, more like he hit him in the penis. Hit him in the penis joke is more Yustiz, which is all good. And we, we support it on, on the Cooligans. Uh, the We'd have been promoted to blank on Minister of Education. <laughs> Listen, we're going to learn and we're going to scrap. We're okay? still filling out the cabinet. You can have both positions. <laughs> Okay. Look at my range. <laughs> okay, uh, I do want to talk about this other, uh, a specific game in Serie A. Uh, Juve played against, hey, Omar Ramirez, thank you for the super chat. Uh, so we got to read his question before I get to yep. the next topic. It says, Omar says, should MLS sign more young European players to mimic their playing style to get more views from Europe? Um, 
Uh, my, well, I'll give my answer first. Uh, I, I, this, is, this is not the right strategy. Just to, mimicking another league is not going to win over Europeans. Um, I don't think it's really even going to win over many Americans. People have a lot of bias over... doesn't matter how good MLS is. People are just going to be like, MLS, uh, quality is terrible. They could- Listen, the reality of it is no matter what or where you stand geographically, um, there's going to be a league that somebody is shouting from the rooftops, that's a farmer's league, okay? <laughs> like, league on, like, gets it all the time. So, yeah. like, why not MLS? Let's get the full treatment. Yeah, like- yeah. Okay. We'll be farmers. Who cares? Uh, Idaho FC, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so it, it, it's uh, bringing in players is not the uh, the, the, the sole um strategy to to get more uh interest it's just i think it's just it's all foundational i think you know everything mls has done with uh, mls next and all the academies and just getting homegrown players that you know like i think what a good moment in major league soccer was when ricky Puj signed for la galaxy and he said i can't believe that la galaxy contacted me uh, ricky Puj is like 18 19 yeah. so he grew up with la yeah. galaxy being like a, a kind of a global brand and yeah. that that is a good sign uh, for the future of the league. Yeah, I feel like that's not really, it's not a cut and dry answer there. But what I will say is, as somebody who's old enough <clears throat> to remember, uh, MLS <laughs> very much started yeah. for a long, like for a long time, <laughs> admittedly, outwardly and open, openly, a buying league. They weren't a right, selling right. league. And we've made that shift. And I feel like that particular shift, especially with the success of like the Philadelphia Union Academies, FC Dallas, some of the OGs, right? That right, have right. truly Dallas cultivated Byrne. talent. Um, that that's been more beneficial for MLS in just in terms of PR and otherwise outwardly. I think that now the players that they do get when they do really good scouting, of course people are showing up for that, but more or less it's like that mix of like seasoned vet that we get that's like a big name player that everybody's been dying their entire lives that maybe you don't get to see them play in Europe, but you finally get to see them when they come to MLS. So I think it's it's a good mix. Yeah. The and and I think another good sign is um just competitively as a league, uh when it comes to the transfer market, look at all the Brazilian players look at all the um argentinian players that are are leaving their leagues uh, to go play in in the u.s that's a again that's a, a big sign and that wasn't really the case yeah i feel like that too ago. is like um i don't know if you've ever paid close attention to it but as a total nerd that the pockets of scouting tend to be like geographically consistent so you get like this influx oh, of sure. like Argentine players, and then all of a sudden, from like, like the same where do we get all of these guys from <laughs> Peru? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's just you know the focus of the scouts happen to pivot. I mean, but things like that also yield players like Kvaraskelia out of the Georgian league, which now has like entire movie theaters in his little right, town, right. Dude, watching him play week. There are there scouts watching YouTube highlights and signing people, bro. It's like the game is just uh, uh, so much more accessible and yeah, global. I was gonna say people are focused on like European players coming in. There's been so much young talent from South America that's gotten into MLS yeah. recently. It's unbelievable. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry. Back to focus. No, but on the uh, so uh, Sadia, <laughs> I, I do want to talk about Juve played against Roma. They uh, lost the game if I uh, I don't know what the score was so but this is a, a huge result for Roma because it puts them in the Champions League spot yeah I mean they we've got a lot of things heating up between yeah. you know especially Roma Atalanta uh, Inter uh, got Milan Lazio. even in the argument Juve if their appeal <laughs> goes through <laughs> yeah, <we're> still <laughs> could be jockeying like a second 
place slot. Right yeah, now, it's, it's, which is insane. I mean, the variables. It's, it, if nothing, we are not. It's weird chaotic to, to look at the table. I want to just bring that. It's weird to look at the table uh, uh, in Serie A and see. Juventus with 15 wins mm-hmm. and only 35 points. Well, like when you look at Milan and Roma are technically tied for fourth on points, and that's one point off of Lazio right now. Right, right. So it's it's essentially we're getting these crazy. Even last season was wild because you kind of didn't know until like the very end mm-hmm. that you know Milan were pulling this off because that's another season and squad that people would argue still and I'm like I've done a few of the Milan podcasts I love those guys but they overperformed they okay. literally just blew teams out of the water where you're like no 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 this squad isn't even that great like all in but they were right, right? sometimes it just works it's a time and a place and you have these like romantic calcio stories Right. The uh, I, so I want to talk about this in particular because Moise Keane less romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Moise Keane uh, came into the game against Roma in the 89th minute. It was like something like 89, 58 seconds or something like that, and he left the game in like something like 90 uh, uh, and like. Uh, you know, 35 seconds or something like that. Just and like a man. So just supposed, to, <laughs> just supposed to commit to like, you know, five minutes. Couldn't make it 40 seconds. High and by. Hate to see it. Um, but Moise Keen get, came into the game, got immediately red carded for uh, kicking Mancini. Uh, Mancini. Who Literally was, kicked him. Outwardly kicked him. Yeah, like he, said, referee, watch <laughs> me. The ref, I mean, I, the ref was so close. You would have thought he was another defender. He could have held his hand and kicked him. <laughs> it was just, I... It's so egregious. Yeah, it's uh, it, it really made no sense. That it, it looked like it, it, it felt a little bit like a. If you watch this clip, it feels like you know how in uh, like in hockey you have an enforcer to like go just go in there and you know get get a five minute major right. Uh, and it looked it looked like Moise Keane came into the game specifically to attack a person and then leave. Uh, and and so I don't you. You never even got to the point where the where resentment built built up yeah. to like oh I've been getting fouled all game let me retaliate. No. He he got uh, he got there was some <laughs> he pressure. He said I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he got some pressure. The guy I Mancini was like on him. Yes, he was like a, a bit aggressive but there would have been a foul call and the way and there was a foul called but the way uh Moise King responded was just by by kicking out and kicking him right in the legs. Just a, a, and Moise Keane, he just looks down and is like, okay, I guess I'm out of here. Uh, and, and I love... I would honestly love to know what was going through his mind. Because you know it was just one of those like short blip breaks that you have. <laughs> I mean, I am guilty too. We were like, did I just do that or say that? You Sean 613 called it a mafia hit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and then you, did you see... Uh, I, I, well, look, I'll probably try to find the photo, but Allegri's reaction. Did you see him? He, yeah. He gave him the... the what is this called? What do you call this? Because uh, for audio I mean, listeners. Is, okay, so the problem is when you have like the pinched finger uh, shake, shake, shake for the, the people who are listening. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, is like a lot of other Italian words. It has multiple meanings. But in this implementation, it's very much a, die, what are you doing? <laughs> 
cosa stai facendo? <laughs> it was just a a, a great uh, photo. I can't I can't it's find the photo. Insane. But it was just it the 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 image is of Moise Keen walking uh walking back. I mean, yeah, you got two clips into, of him in, in a minute time, <laughs> forty seconds, kicking and then walking away. <laughs> it's just uh, just a, a sad allegory. Just a di- I, he's not. I'm not mad. I'm a disappointed Allegri, okay? Oh my gosh! And uh, and it's just such an iconic and great, great. Wait, wait, image. wait! Hold up, one second. I have to address this comment because it's it. absolutely, it's actually not accurate. Uh, Serie A is what Bundesliga was the last couple of seasons, no title race. In the last few seasons, oh. we've had absolutely <laughs> explosive yeah. uh, title races. Uh, was, uh, there uh, has Inter not been Milan, Inter Milan won before AC Milan the season prior to that. Like it's been a solid. Uh, Juve dominated for Juve, a while. Juve had dominated, but yeah. Juve have not been themselves in no fewer than five seasons. So it's actually probably one of the more explosive leagues because it goes down to the wire. Even last season did. It was pretty exciting. We didn't even know, you know, down to the Europa League slots and Champions League who was actually getting where the points were so close um, that like all season we were kind of rolling dice. We're like, no, it's it's Milan. No, it's Inter. No, it's it might be Juve. It it uh, it was just it's wild this season. I think we're seeing Napoli for the first time. Um, stretch those points wide enough where there might be a little bit less of one, but I mean, they lose a couple matches that could shift dramatically very, very fast. I think right now, even looking at the top of the table, it's so congested where you have those ties, you have one point off, you have even Atalanta that are in the discussion. You can't count out Bologna. And again, Juve could really throw a massive wrench in this table if they get their appeal. What, what's the likelihood of that? I haven't really followed it after they uh, got the points deduction. So um, I would say right now it's 50-50. Uh, it depends on how good the appeal is, um, whether or not they're actually receptive to the evidence provided that, you know, this did or didn't deviate. Because a lot of the stuff that happened is it's coming down to player trades and whatnot. And, you know, that gets a little bit more dicey, right? right. Because not only is that off the books, the financial issues, which are criminal, um, it begs the question, like, did this actually impact the play on field. And that's where the point deduction came in. Got it, got it. So um, if it gets overturned uh, in part or entirely, entirely would put them in second right now, just as everything stands. Um, partially would still have them jockeyed up the table. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy if you're like a Lazio and suddenly you find yourself in like fifth or sixth. It would be, I mean, it would, it wouldn't, it's Listen, already been of a shock. We have everything. We have our own little telenovela. <laughs> this is a, the, the drama is incredible. Uh, I feel for, you know, I feel when it, when, with all this stuff with Juve, the, uh, when I was, again, on my honeymoon, I went to, um, uh, Amalfi Coast, and then I also went to uh, Capri. Land of my people. Go that ahead. was uh, beautiful. The one, the most. It, look, it looks better than in the pictures. That's how incredible Amalfi Coast is. But and Capri. Usually, was, my rule of thumb is if if it looks outstanding in pictures, mm-hmm. it usually is like fifteen times better than that in real life. Sure. Because unless you're, you know, like throwing forty three filters on something, <laughs> and then like, yes, absolutely, like. Face tune that sunset, baby. Well, I, uh, my wife and I, we we rented, we did like a, a boat tour thing around Capri, which was great. And but the 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 skipper, 
uh, was this Italian, Italian guy, but he spoke English really, really well. And he was like, oh, I married an American woman and I have uh, kids. And, and I was like, oh, this is, uh, this is great. Like, it just made everything a, a lot simpler. And he, uh, he had a Juve tattoo. And I'm like, oh, this is, I'm like, oh, you're a big <laughs> Juve. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, big Juve fan. And then I, I thought he was going to be like, yeah, I'm a big fan. He's like, no, Juve is literally my life. <laughs> like, Juve is, I, he's like, I told, uh, I told my wife uh, uh, when we got married that it doesn't matter what's happening. It could be a wedding. It could be a funeral. It could be our, our children being born. I have to watch Juve. Bianconeri. <laughs> Fino alla fine, for real. So I was, I, it was interesting because, so then uh, Helene is talking to him as well. I'm like, oh, this is like, oh, you know, you're, you know, you know, Christian is also obsessed with soccer and all this other stuff. And, and I asked him like, oh, like, how do, how do you do it? How do you balance this obsession that you have? And also, how do we balance this obsession <laughs> that we have Christian? But then I, so I'm like, how do you balance, you know, the, the, your obsession with, with Juve and, and also, you know, with your being with your wife and family, he's like, oh no, no, we got divorced. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, so you so you can't. It's not I'm possible. I'm like, listen, you can hit the, the Juve store. I'm pretty sure they have Juve lingerie. <laughs> Keep things spicy. Although like, that won't work out if like your spouse is like an Inter fan, which I don't know. That's very star-crossed, yeah, like yeah. Romeo no, Juliet. No, no, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so yeah. So, all right. A anything else before we wrap up? Please put it in the chat. Uh, everybody, make sure... Uh, you go follow uh, Christine Cupo. You, uh, your, what's your your Twitter's different I'm, than your yeah, Instagram? Yeah, I am sorry for the confusion. No, I like Kupo, to make things right? difficult. It's C Cupo, yeah. and then Instagram is just Miss Cupo. Yeah. Uh, so go uh, give her a follow on uh, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and you can uh, and and catch you a cappuccino and uh, the the Serie A podcast. You can also. Uh, check out uh, as well. Make sure you follow us uh, at Soccer Cooligans uh, wherever you have social media because I'm sure we are there. Uh, what is it? Ben Skolnick just said, Christian just hit his quote of <laughs> how many times his wife said he needs to bring her up today so he can avoid <laughs> sleeping on the couch tonight. Yes. I mean, she, she, she tunes in. To, she has a, a, a Heleno, Heleno meter uh, to make sure I'm mentioning her. She actually just asked me. She's like, make sure that Christian... Yeah, there's a running tally. You see yeah, him just, just like... List. I look, I have plenty more stories uh, uh, from Italy. So, I mean, it's very relevant uh, for today. I'm here show. for Italian stories. Okay. So. Um, uh, anything else before we wrap up? I think I got everything right, Mike. Um, we will be back tomorrow. I did mention Alexis will not be here uh, this week, but he will be back next week. We have an, another special guest host tomorrow. That's going to be a surprise. Dun, dun, dun. So. Make sure you comment tomorrow that I was cooler. I don't care who shows up. <laughs> okay, do that, and I'm sure we'll hurt the feelings. Just like we said, uh, Christine will, is here to hurt feelings. And make sure you hurt our next co-host's feelings in the chat. Just, like, get it out early so that they can refocus, you know, at least by halfway through the episode. Uh, but this has uh, been awesome, as always. Christine Kuba, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Christine. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, uh, and the podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you subscribe have... and download the podcast as well. We love the downloads. There we go. That's, that's Subscribe, a... download, that's drink a... cores. <laughs> all of it. Just okay. all of it. I mean, I, we're going to clip that, and that's going to be the <laughs> intro for the show. <laughs> that's how we... Uh, it's going to be the commercial. Uh, all right, y'all, the absolute best. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, everybody uh, here in the chat and uh, everyone listening. We will see you tomorrow. Peace, everybody.
Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.